0: Hello everybody, welcome to this week's episode of Husky Talk. We are your hosts, Joe Snodgrass and Hunter Long. Today we are here with Iditarod veterans, twin sisters, Anna and Christy Barrington. Hi Anna and Christy. Hi, hi
1: guys.
2: How are you guys today?
1: We're doing good, we're wishing we had some more snow up here.
0: Thank you for being on our show today. Yeah,
1: thank you for having us. Yeah, this is cool.
0: Our first segment of the show is titled, Who Inspires You? During this segment, could you tell us a little bit about who or what inspired you to get involved in the Iditarod?
1: Who inspired us to get involved in the Iditarod? Um, well, I guess when we were kids, a movie, a Disney movie, came out called Iron Will and was filmed really close to where we grew up. And as 9- to 10-year-olds, we thought that movie was great. And we only had pet dogs at the time, so we had them pretend to be sled dogs, and we had a good time doing that, taking them on very short runs, and um, in our area, there, there was a handful of sprint mushers, and our neighbor, who was about five miles away, uh, had us, had hired us to feed her dogs and help her train them, and that's kind of where it started, and she was a, a good role model for us and an uh, inspiration and, Jenna. You know, as we got more uh, exposed to dog mushing and we moved up to Alaska, we got to work with Dean Osmar, who won the Iditarod in 1984, so that was that was really um, great to experience things with him and to be taught from somebody who has been in dog mushing longer than we've been alive, so Dean Osmar has been a, a good uh, inspirational musher.
2: Thank you. Okay, now we are going to move on to the
0: Q&A segment. How old were you when you two, when you first raced sled dogs?
1: Yeah, we were about 9 and 10 years old. We first started taking out uh, three and four dog teams and then larger teams tandem sledding with um, our mentor at the time, Lisa. So our first race we did was a junior race. that was probably three or four miles long, and we were probably around like 12 years old.
0: Could you tell us about tandem racing?
1: that wasn't so much tandem racing as it was tandem sledding. It was two dogs hooked up to one team, so running a 12-dog team for one small child was a little bit dodging, so having Lisa on the sled with us let us experience what it was like driving the dog team but still having control. There, there is one uh, dog sled race called the Denali Doubles that I think has been held maybe four or five times that allows mushers to tandem sled and compete on the same team, but uh, that, that races here and there, comes and goes, but it's a lot of fun. And it's a good way to experience mushing with somebody because mushing is a very solitary sport, but when you do it that way, you can um, have a little bit more socializing with another musher, and it's, it's fun. Yeah, and you'll only see other tandem sledding like that, like the ceremonial start of the Iditarod. You'll see two teams tagged together or two sleds on one dog team.
2: Can you talk to us about how you feel when you are out on the trail with your dogs? Not
1: tired. <laughs> no. Um i of get around that you do get tired. It's a lot of uh, long hours. But it's very rewarding. Um we've seen the most beautiful sunrise and sunsets, northern lights, um, movement runs with the dogs. So it's it's all very rewarding. It's a lot of work for um a very great reward.
0: All right, thank you. We found out you were in the National Guard. Can you tell us what made you enlist in the National Guard? Uh,
1: um if, if you're a healthy, able bodied person to be able to serve your country and to give back some way that was we thought was a great thing to do and the military offers a lot of different jobs and things and um it helped pay for some school that we did. So that was all things that led to that and it's just it's an adventurous kind of thing and it was a good way to get out into the world a little bit. And it teaches you a lot of good um, values that you can apply to your life and uh, just being a responsible and good human being.
0: Thank you for serving. All
2: right. Do you think your experience in the National Guard helped you prepare for the Iditarod?
1: No, I think I did, or I would help prepare you to do the National Guard. Um, I, uh, we get way less sleep doing stuff with the dogs than I ever did doing uh, basic training in the National Guard. But they're, they're two very different entities to compare the two, is um, like apples and oranges. Yeah, the dedication and discipline you need and apply when you work with sled dogs and do what we do, definitely the same kind of discipline and dedication that you do in the military, but they're four different things. But uh, they're both both very respectful
0: things. We'd like to ask you some questions that deal with training your dogs. What types of things do you do to train your dogs to run a 1,000 miles?
1: Well, we start small and we start early, so the dogs kind of get the heat of the summer off. So June and July, they're kind of just hanging out and playing and having fun, and then we'll start to hook them up to uh, ATVs four-wheelers, and they'll work on the dirt trails, and we start small, maybe three or four miles, and then build from there, and as we get snow and better weather, we'll get onto sleds and stuff, but there are two different training runs at 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 miles, and then we start to do sets of runs, so we'll do a 20, 30, or 40-mile run, then we'll rest the dogs for a standard time of about four hours, and then do it again, so they practice resting and recovery time, and they get into a routine. Dogs love routine; They like to know what's happening, and they rest better when they do that. So if you're consistent in your training program, that will reflect in the race.
2: How do you train 16 dogs to work together as a team? I
1: guess our day-to-day regular training runs. Um, help them develop confidence in each other and a good working relationship. The more time you can spend with your dogs and the more time that they can spend together doing difficult tasks like long training runs or running in inclement weather, the more they are comfortable with you and working together as a team.
2: What do you use to feed your dogs?
1: Uh, they eat a really high-quality dry kibble, and then they also we supplement that with a lot of different meats. Their favorite is uh, salmon, and up there in Alaska we have an abundance of that, so we like to feed that often. Um, we also feed beef. And chicken, and horse, um, sometimes lamb, tripe, beaver, liver. I think that's pretty much all the, all the flavors out there that they enjoy. <laughs> yeah, we focus on the fat and protein content and things.
0: All right, thank you. On the trail, how often do you feed your dogs?
1: Uh, they usually get a snack about every two hours while they're running, and then when they get to the checkpoint, they get a, a large... Um, dinner-type meal, followed by a dessert, which will probably be another snack, and then um, a good amount of rest, and then maybe one more little energy snack before they hit the trail. So about every uh, two to four hours they get to eat.
2: Can you tell us how you care for the dogs on the trail?
1: Yes, dog care is very important because the better you take care of them, the better they are able to perform for you. So it's important to know what they look like when they feel normal, so you can spot abnormal, and when they don't look quite right, they might have a bit of a sore muscle, or maybe their harness isn't fitting quite right, and they're getting a bit of a rub or a hot spot, then you can um, massage those sore muscles and get them the treatment that they need so they feel back to normal, so they can uh, give you 100%, because uh, our dogs, and all I and I see, they bleed, just always want to please and give you 110% of their effort all the time.
0: Do you two train train the dogs together?
1: Yes, Chris and I work together and train together. We um we work with all the dogs. It's not like we each have our own set of dogs. So we get to see and work with all of them, and uh, it's great to bounce ideas off of each other and ask each other questions about the dogs and things, and work together as a team as well as with the dogs.
2: What do you do for yourself to be ready to mush a thousand miles with your dogs?
1: Uh, you have to commit and do all the training yourself. You can't uh, hire somebody to go out there and train your dogs because every moment you spend on the runners is uh, more beneficial for you, so you're in that kind of shape to pedal and run and ski pole with your dog team as well as uh, hauling straw and buckets and um, just regular daily chores. But we we're also enjoy running ourselves, so we try to do that as much as we can when we uh, have time for that.
0: Thank you. What do you have to do to get used to cold weather and being out on the trail that long? Uh,
1: Practice being out in it. Everybody kind of needs different gear to be outside and be comfortable in the super sub-zero temperatures. So just when it's cold, you have to go out there and find out what you need to stay warm so you can take care of your dogs and everything. So you practice different things and find out what works best for you. And I say there's no such thing as bad weather. There's just bad gear. So if you're out there... And it is 30 below. You can't be wearing um, your basic Sorel boot. You might need something a little bit higher quality, or you might need uh, hand or foot warmers in your mittens and your boots and just have to be prepared to um, handle those kinds of conditions. And also you need to eat and hydrate. Your body needs calories to keep you warm.
2: When out on the Iditarod, do the two of you race together?
1: Um, Yes and no. Most of the time we do have comparable dog teams, but we are traveling at the same speed and we do run the same run-rest kind of race strategy. So a lot of times we are running together, but then there's been a couple times where uh, mainly one year Christy had just a better team than I, and I didn't want to hold her back, and I was happy to see her... Finish as high as well as she did. So both of us, since we work with all the dogs, we it's a shared success. That the dogs are doing great. That's because we train them, and it's not just because one of us is better than the other. But it's a team effort. So we're always happy to encourage each other to do our best.
0: What does it feel like when you cross under the Burled Arch and dome?
1: It's it's kind of emotional. I think it's exciting. It's bittersweet because this amazing journey you've had with your dogs is coming to an end. And it's it feels like yeah bittersweet you're very proud of the dogs because there's some of them that you've raised since they're puppies and this is maybe their first race and to see them cross under the arch arches like their graduation day so you're proud and um, slightly disappointed it's over but uh, happy that you might get a full eight hours of sleep
2: <laughs> okay our final segment of the show is called musher Mount M- Rushmore you. No Mount Rushmore, right? Yeah. All right. If you were to you were asked to replace the four presidents' faces on Mount Rushmore, two faces of the Iditarod that have made a huge impact on the race, would you who would you include? You can pick mushers, dogs, volunteers, whatever you want.
1: Oh, cool. Um well, oh, you'd have to definitely put Joe Reddington up there because he was the creator of the the race and had the idea of preserving the history of the sled dog with this primitive, creme- what's the word? Uh, this this race. <laughs> and definitely a dog would have to be on there. It'd be hard to pick a certain dog, but um, yeah, maybe a dog that could reflect many represents the yeah. sled dog in general. Um, I think Susan Butcher would have to be up there because of what she did for women in the sport and having be one of just a handful that have had four victories. So uh, that's three. One more. Maybe another dog up there.
0: <laughs> Do you have anything you would like to add to the interview?
1: Oh uh, No, you guys did a great job. Yeah, that was fun.
0: Thank you.
2: Thank you for being on our show today, Anna and Christy.
1: No, you're welcome. Yeah, you're welcome. Thank you. And thanks for uh, following
0: the Iditarod. Special thanks to Anna and Chrissy Barrington for being on our show this week. Tune in for next week. Next week's episode of Husky Talk. Uh, Credit to Homo Jim for our theme song, the Iditarod Trail Song.